You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. So we're going either or. Sativa or indica? Ooh. Um, normally I go 50-50, but I'm going to go indica. You can't can't not. Okay. Fair deal. Uh, dark coffee or light coffee? Ooh. I like um, light coffee because it's stronger in caffeine. That's true. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. A lot of people think the darker you go, the more fucked up you get, man. Not true. You get in a the fight. Later ones. Punch or kick. Oh, um, I gotta go punch. You you can't. Not that you're not gonna kick, but punch is the uh, the go to. Okay. If we're going for that, um, map or GPS. GPS life. Yeah. GPS life. It's led me down strange roads before. Beef or chicken? Tacos. Oh, tw- what a twist. Uh, going beef. I had some mean Korean beef tacos when I was in L.A. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, going uh, maple or jam for uh, for pancakes? Pancakes, maple or jam? Maple. All the Ma- way? Maple all day. Cover song, plugged in, or acoustic? Acoustic. Good choice. I always like a good acoustic it, cover song. Acoustic covers it sort of it sort of twists it in a way. Okay. Um I'll give you one more here. Uh horror or comedy. Oh, those are my two favorites. I'm always gonna go with horror probably. Horror? Yeah. Okay. It's I good to get a scare. It. I've always like since a child loved horror. It would make October kind of weird if it was just comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be the same. Like, Tales from the Crypt, when I was a kid, was one of my favorite things, which they're remaking, I guess. M. Night. Really? Shamalamalamalamala. <laughs> Shamalamadingnong. M. Night. Did, uh, I liked his uh, last movie, Split. That was pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. I want to check it out. But he's going to get a 12-part series for a remake of Tales from the Crypt. So, nice. I think he's bringing be- it back. I, I know a lot of people ragged on him, but I liked a, a lot of the movies that people even ragged on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. I don't know why, man. I've got to say, I've, I've been a fan for a while. The Village was awesome. <laughs> Signs I liked. Hate me if you will. Uh, Lady in the Water was kind of cool. Lady the in Village. The- Lady in the Water? I don't think I've ever seen that. What is that? Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's in Lady in the Water. Haven't yeah. seen it. I'm gonna have to check it out. That guy's a creep. It's been a while since I saw it, but it was <laughs> that guy's a creep. Uh not not Paul. He was in Sideways, remember? That guy's been in every movie in the nineties as a bad guy. Usually he was uh what was that children. movie? What was that movie with Malcolm in the Middle that Wait. he was the bad guy in? Wait, what? Oh, Malcolm shit. in the Middle, dude. Oh, Frankie man. Muniz was in God. a movie. And, and Paul Giamatti was the bad like, guy. The last year, like I was breezing through the channels, and I saw that on. All you need to do is put a goatee on Paul Giamatti, and he becomes a bad guy. Instant bad guy. 
and some bad guys. A little that or a little soul patch. Yeah, dude, he is such a dirt merchant. I think if you throw a soul patch, I think that's the general good rule actor. in Hollywood. Probably is, a great guy. Yeah, but he's a dirt yeah. merchant. Dirt merchant. He's merchant dirt, really? selling it out to the people. But no, yeah, great actor. Great actor. <laughs> uh, Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. We like to start it out fun and strong. These are our views. These are our They're views. not representative of anyone but us. Yeah, they're limited to just myself and Jesse. I am Matthew. So if you, if you put jam on your pancakes, you can fuck off. Yeah, fuck you. Because maple syrup, what's up? I don't care if it's natural. I don't care if you like that sugary bullshit that's made in the store. Do what you like. Maple syrup. It's the way, though. <laughs> put jam Let's on tell your people who we are. You're not my kind of dude. I'm just kidding. Do what you will. <laughs> We're going to start it off strong in our news story. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves yet. Well, I kind of did. I introduced you and myself. I guess you didn't oh. attention. Again. I, I missed my name. In case you guys weren't paying attention, I'm Matthew. Ah, fuck. I'm Jesse, and I fucked it up. <laughs> again. American Soccer. Podcast. Twice. You know who we are now. If you don't know who we are already. I'm about halfway through my coffee, so you got to give me, give me another two minutes, and I'll I'll be caught caught up. There you go. I'm edging to go. (laughs) (laughs) We got a good story to start it out, though. It's a a story about dedication, determination, to friendship, and to just being a true man, and to landscaping. To landscaping as well. I mean, which is very, it, you know, it's kind of therapeutic. You know, you could get meditation out of it. Um, let's let's back let's backtrack. So this is about a seventy-eight uh, year old man and the story of a bush that he received as a gift way back in the nineteen seventies. Wang Jianliang. I'm probably butchering this name. Sorry. Close enough. <laughs> close. You close. tried. I tried. I'm American. What can I do? He received this gift from a friend of a tiny Chinese holly bush, which is it's a pretty it's a pretty nice little bush. I guess they can grow quite big. He got his as about twenty centimeters to thirty centimeters. He doesn't recall exactly what it was, um, but after okay. forty years of taking care of this bush, it's grown to about ten to twelve feet. I'd say two point five meters, oh, wow. whatever that is. Um, with the man standing next to it, it's it's quite big. Definitely now, taller than he is. This bush. I mean, I don't even know how to break into it. It's it's an illustrious cock, as he likes to dub <laughs> it. It is that of a rooster. <laughs> this, so so that's the uh, shape he chooses. Out of all the things he could uh, shape After this all, bush into. This is the curious tale of a 78-year-old man and his giant cock. <laughs> Cockbush. Yes, and that's a direct quote <laughs> from the article oh, man. that we are using, shanghaiest.com. Well, that's uh, that took a lot of work, I'm sure. Forty years 40 of raising years of this, this, uh, giant this shrub, bush, man. And it's it, it's a, a, quite a beautiful thing. It's perfect in every edge. There's nothing you can't mistake it. You know what it is right away. It's that's a a that's a cock. <laughs> that's a, uh, we got a, a ten to twelve foot cock here. It's big, for sure. Yeah. There's quite a few images here. We'll throw a link up to this guy. He's Any, anyone listening? 
Anyone listening to us in their car really loud right now I'm at an intersection, I'm sure just turn down the turn down the track as we start about yelling cock. about giant we're cocks. Saying, <laughs> yeah, giant cock. Ten foot to twelve foot we're saying. That's why we got the offered, not safe for work, baby. One time he was offered the equivalent of about fifteen thousand dollars for his giant cock. But Well, there you there you go. He oh refused. wow. He would not take fifteen grand for his giant cock. This man loves his giant cock. He will not budge. He will not give it up. Uh, what, so what's that mean? Someone was walking past at one point and was just like, I'll buy that off you. Well, the man's great. He's gained some fame. You know, a lot of people see this giant cock. Um, it appears that it's on some type of waterway, too. So I'm sure it's like seen from a good distance. There's a road near it. It's a, it, it's definitely <laughs> it's a famous giant cock. It's, it's a sight to behold. Any giant cock. Anyone in China in that area knows about this giant cock. We might have cock. listeners right now over internationally like, oh, no, I know, I know the giant cock, Bush. That'd be nice if you know about the, uh, or if you've ever seen this giant cock in uh, person, write I'm, us at americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. If I ever Let go us to know. China, I'm going to see the giant cock, and I will be selfieing <laughs> the fuck out of that giant cock. You're, you're going to make a pilgrimage out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will see if I can maybe make a documentary about the the giant cock a week in the life of the shaper of the giant cock. Well, if you're if you're wandering over there to China, just be be sure to know where you are. You don't want to get lost. That's that's uh, anywhere you go. As we talked about before, your GPS man. Yeah, I would. I could get lost easily over there. This guy needed a GPS really bad. Uh, oh yeah. In from what I hear. Too bad in 1963 when he got lost. Sadly, no GPS yet. He, uh, This Chinese man wandered into India uh, in 1963 at the conclusion of the Sino-Indian War. He was an army surveyor who got lost and ended up in custody of Indian uh, military. Now, he spent the next 54 years trapped there uh, in and out of jail. Oh my god. That's a long time to be incarcerated. Yeah. We were talking it's, uh, about... He's a surveyor. He marks the land in borders. He fucked up. That's definitely... He's either the worst surveyor in the world, or he's a deserter. And Ooh, that well, would that make... Is a good point. I'm wondering if that's like a theory... Like, it's a theory that people were kicking around in the comment section of the article. Uh... But hmm. he basically, after he had been in and out of jail for many years, he was dropped off in a village by the police, and they just told him, "Start your life here, like somewhere in India." Oh in shit! Tree, Tyrodi village, and uh, he's since then he's been curiously denied Indian documents and citizenship, as well as permission to travel back to China. So he's kind of trapped. In this, like, in India, in this weird, like, uh, logistical loophole. Denied. Man. Poor fucking guy. But, I mean, all you had to do was do your job, man. Yeah, do your job. You're a surveyor. You got to know where the land is. Yeah, because from what I see, it's like he wants to, he's still fighting for rights to try to go visit his family. Just, like, go visit him. He can't even do that. He Skyped his brother at some point, I think. It said in the article. Yeah, technology is finally helping people connect from 
areas that they just can't get to each other. That's right. nice. That's nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's how one thing you don't want to do if you end up in China. Don't end up in India, because who knows, might be trapped there for a few years. You might get stuck. Well, our next article is a big one, and it's revolving around Han Solo, aka Harrison Ford might finally get his piloting license taken away. <laughs> A.K.A. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, of course. A man of many names. But yes, the two main that you will never forget. It's Indiana Jones, oh my god. For, off topic, have you ever been to Disneyland? Or, well, Disney World, rather? With the Indiana yeah. Jones experience when you were a kid? I believe so. Dude. Oh, you believe so. Puh. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. <laughs> I remember the mummy ride more for some really? reason. I was more of an MGM kid. Uh, fair deal, fair deal. I loved Indiana Jones growing up, so that's the only reason it was like a big deal. It was like just like you were in the fucking movie. But either yeah. back to Han Solo, the pilot. We had an incident on February 13th, which was Monday. Han Solo decided he was going to land back at the Santa Ana Airport in California. He clearly had discussed with the landing crew that he was going to land at runway 20L. He correctly read back his coordinates, his clearance, everything. Then he proceeded to land on a taxiway that parallels to the runway that he was supposed to and flew directly over a Boeing 737 American Airlines owns 110 people on side of it and 12 crew. Oh, man. Full plane, just him cruising over. Worry, recklessly. Be fine. Trust. A recording actually has him on there saying, "Oh, was that was that Boeing supposed to be under me?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd guess not, Mr. Harrison. No, or Mr. Ford. No. And as we know, this is not the first time I'm he's Captain had Millennium Falcrafts. Uh, most notably, we had the incident uh, two years ago in March, where he crashed his World War II vintage fighter pilot right on a golf course. Um, I thought run Imperial Starship. Everybody knows about that one. I didn't know there was an I incident where he crashed. One. He crashed a helicopter in Ventura County um, during a lesson in 1999. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's during a lesson, I guess it's a little more forgivable. Yeah. And in 2000, he didn't exactly... You're well, learning. Yeah, yeah. And in 2000, he didn't exactly crash, but he had a six-seater um, Beechcraft, Bonanza, whatever type of aircraft that is. He scraped the runway during an emergency landing at Lincoln Municipal Airport in Nebraska. So he's had way too many run-ins. And he's flying above people's houses, of people driving. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) It's time. Well, maybe it's all the action movies rubbing off on him. You know, it's got to be dramatic with these actors. It's always a big scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're just... Like, he's purposely, you know, disabling a, uh, an engine on one of the fucking wings. He's like, coming screaming. You know, <laughs> you always got to end up on the news and get your 15 minutes of fame, don't you? You've never like, heard of Mr. the Millennium Mr. Fall. Ford, you don't always have to do a double barrel roll when you land. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to go in over the plane. Don't tell me <laughs> how to pilot, kid. <sighs> he's giving people a show. That's what he was trying to do. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's Harrison They're like, Ford. Who is that? That's Harrison Ford. Like one of the fucking flight attendants says it. Did you ever see that David Blaine special where he blew Harrison Ford's mind with like a simple trick? 
<laughs> yeah, and he's like, get out of my house. Yeah, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, man. That's how I'll always remember him. <clears throat> well, I always remember him from the uh, classic scene in Indiana Jones where he's running from that giant boulder. Oh, Anticipation City. God, there's no scary. way to... There's no way anyone can forget that once they've seen it. I remember seeing that at Universal Studios. They remember they had like a, a live uh, action show version of it. And they'd always bring people up and like have them participate in it and shit. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I never checked yeah, that one it was, out. Yeah, it was kid. really cool. Yeah. It was, I, like I said, I was more of a Universal kid than a... Uh, than a Disney kid. Well, I guess, was MGM Disney? I think MGM is Disney. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, MGM it's is Disney. It's all Florida yeah, to me. Universal Studios is separate from MGM. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I've i been digging it. I dig uh, the fucking Islands of Adventure and all that in Florida. Hell, yeah. That one's pretty sick. The uh, But back to Indiana Jones running from a giant boulder. Um, you've seen those big balls outside of Target. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there's a prevent people from running their cars into Target, or, like, or, I don't know, on top of Yeah, well, well, funny enough about that, uh, a man ran his truck into one of those two-ton boulders sitting out front of Target in Paramus, New Jersey, and dislodged it, making the rogue ball roll into the side of Eileen Grady's Nissan Rogue. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that's horrible. I, you would think they were attached better, like, that there would be... Because from that, it must be just connected by, like, a paste, like a cementing paste, instead of, like, you know, an actual cementing rod, like... Right. And we were discussing we were discussing that that would be the better way to put it in there, is to secure it with some sort of rod, Yeah. and, like, have it drive through the ball into the ground like a foot or two but yeah, wow. these things must does these things must just be loosely uh kind of glued to the pavement that's and fucked up now people are gonna get the idea they can just knock them loose and like roll them down hills and fuck shit up yeah it's uh it's a weird chain of events that happened when this guy ended up hitting because they they were like loading up groceries i think is what happened and then they hit the ball it hits the target rolls <laughs> hits the target it hits the store and then it rolls into the parking lot and this guy and his dog actually run up and stop the thing after it hit someone's car on the way in there it's it's a it's a ridiculous video uh and luckily they pushed the, the guy his dog and then two other shoppers ended up pushing the uh ball over towards the store so that no one else would get hit by it but <laughs> now we know the, the rolling boulder <laughs> yeah now we know that those things can come loose and uh and target will not reimburse you for lot. damage in their parking oh lot. That, that yeah that was another thing mentioned in the article was uh target's <laughs> like no we're not paying for the damage it's the uh, driver's fault yeah like, and i just, don't know we just put the boulder there He's the one that instructed the boulder to do that damage. <laughs> That's like like what happens if you set up like an axe over a door and like fucking like when someone comes in and the axe comes down on them, it's like, I didn't kill him. They opened the door. <laughs> 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 
they 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 totally Some it's like you put that shit. dangerous thing there that's fucked up. fucking this isn't like a legal loophole where you can just like put dangerous things laying around and then be like ah it's not my fault <laughs> fucking uh. just leave spears laying in your front yard like, those kids shouldn't have been playing there <laughs> shouldn't have been running in my yard <laughs> There's two kids that are impaled in your front yard, and the cops are on their way. You're going down, murderer. <laughs> it's not my fault. I mean, we we do have to see the irony of the fact that, you know, a, a ball came loose and hit something at a target. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just uh, it's a nice little play on words. Tar- Target kind of lends itself to that. I expected better. I thought they would... They would cover the damage with their damn balls. <laughs> no, they're uh, they're stiffing them. They say, take our balls and shove it. And shove it right <laughs> there. All right, here's a shot out of the cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, and your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Um. Uh. Well, my wife, I had already <laughs> married to. I'm so not I really gonna make. I'm not really gonna make you answer this on the spot. Poor Barbara <laughs> Walters. But it leads us to our next story, which apparently, I mean, well, everybody has seen Step Brothers, I'm sure. Most of you. If not, you need to watch that movie because it's hilarious. But either way, that's a quote from the, from the movie itself. And um, our next contestants on American Slacker Podcast, I would call them, because they've enlightened us with this great story. Michigan public school employees, about seven, have come into light on a video playing this game where they choose names and they participated to choose they, they chose to choose names rather of students and employees of the school where they decided if they would fuck them kill them or marry them not Which, a good idea not a good idea especially when you're at a bar and the video is out there we literally have the video which we might we might have to play at one time um, put it up on social media or something because uh, it's ridiculous. It's right out in the open. Um, somebody, I don't know if it was a student or just a parent, caught this all on tape. A lot of the parents are not happy because that video circulated viral in the community. Understandably. That's yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. It, uh, you know it why your teacher's a, talking about eating? <laughs> fucking or killing kids? Yeah. Exactly, man. Either one. Like, it just, ah, oh, it's horrible fucking horrible i don't know what kind of relief you need but that's definitely not the way to go then like those poor kids who whichever one found out that they would kill them you know that's worse than being picked last for dodgeball all the videos i've seen (laughs) they blur the kids names out and whatnot so nobody knows who's who but they do describe the incidents that lead them to the decision of why they choose these people like there was something about a kid the way they acted on a field trip Wow. Why they were going to kill this, him. Uh, yeah, not not good teachers in this case. We uh, get them out of there. Get so, them at. Bangor Schools, the secretary to the superintendent resigned. Um, two teachers were suspended, and four other teachers were verbally reprimanded. And I don't know. I feel like everybody should be fired for this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like over these, the line, man. These are the people that are guiding your kids. And here they are, deciding if they're going to fuck them, marry them, or kill them. That's terrible. Worst case scenario. Yeah, bad teachers. Terrible teachers. (laughs) 
That's not not what we want. We're gonna, you know what? Let's get far away from these teachers. Let's go to Wait. Australia, one of our favorite places. Oh, what an enlightening place to go. Yeah, they're uh, you know they're they're doing some good shit with their knowledge. They're not playing fucked up games. They're uh, we talked to, during uh, episode twenty four seven layer uh, what was it seven layer Lego love I believe was the name of it. Yes, um, it was. About nice name. Find find finding the uh, at findings at the aquarium in Australia, where they had a shark giving birth to uh, shark pups, but it, the, it was the female shark, and there was no interaction with the male shark. Asexual reproduction, which is fascinating. Little, little virgin birth, alive, moving organism. On the Australian sharks, yeah, it was uh, really cool. So they they're back at it again. Uh, learning about what's going on under the sea. And their most recent finding, dolphins are chewing on blowfish to get stoned. Yes. Highly intelligent animals would find a way to get fucked up. Yeah, they uh, have figured out how to harness hallucinogenic properties of these blowfish toxins, and they've been found just kind of like nibbling on them, not really eating them because they don't like kill them. They're just, like, bite-holding them in their mouth. And apparently, after they do, they look like they're kind of stoned. They're just in, like, a trance-like state. Yeah, so they're emitting some type of toxin that the dolphins are kind of reacting. It's not killing them, but they're, like, fighting the poison, and it makes them high. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very, very interesting. The uh, you, There's even signs of addiction to this, because I guess... One of the dolphins that they had named, one of that I guess one of the marine biologists had named Hubster, uh, has grown especially fond of playing with the blowfish, and she spotted him continuing to engage in the activity even when the rest of the pod had traveled out to sea without him. So he's like, "Fuck Dude. that, man! Yo, sit here and nibble hilarious. on blowfish." This he was like, "Nah, man, you guys are dumb. I'm staying here and having a good time." <laughs> He's all about that blowfish life. Yo, that dolphin knows how to party. Where's he at? I will bring him fish so he doesn't fucking starve. <laughs> I mean, the only fish he's interested in are blowfish, man. Dude, he's got to eat, though, man. He's going to be just stuck there and starved to death in his high-ass trance. <laughs> right? I guess dolphins aren't the only ones that have uh, been noted to do this kind of activity. Reindeer in Siberia are fans of hallucinogenic mushrooms that grow wild oh, where I'm, they live. I'm, I'm with them. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, wall wallabies said that? <laughs> in Tasmania have been known to eat poppies near their habitat, then run around in circles till they pass out. That's fucked up. They're that's heroin. They're just getting all fucked up, man. Yeah, they're getting all hopped up. Like I've never seen a heroin addict run around in circles, though. It's because yeah, the, they must like the way that it breaks down in their body just must create a totally different effect. <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen videos of them standing on the steps and not falling. <laughs> it's they don't fall. Incredible balance. Yep, they're all seeking other dimensions, man. They got it. <laughs> the uh, article I'm reading though says that you should remember don't give your pets anything stronger than catnip. So, yeah, don't give your your uh, dog blowfish. I'm assuming most of our listeners are intelligent enough to to know better than to do that. I hope. <laughs> I know. I know you can get blowfish at like sushi places. 
finely trimmed, you have to be like a chef of like a ten year apprenticeship to just even serve it. Because yeah, it's you gotta poisonous. be. You gotta. It's very. You gotta be very precise about like the cuts you make or something. There's uh, a there's very a, interesting documentary about that out. I was just gonna say I gotta watch that. Uh, yeah. There's one on Netflix that I've been meaning to check out. Yeah, it's uh. What is it called? Is it poison? Is it called poison? I don't remember. It's gonna bug Well, me. there's one that's like King of Sushi or something like that. Okay. We'll we'll look into that and we'll get we'll back to the listeners that. about it. Well, that wraps up the beginning news, right? Yeah, that's, that's it for our odd, bizarre news. Which brings us, we have a new segment we're gonna bring out um, that we've crafted and we we both enjoy, and we're gonna start it out. It's called Sweet Tweets. Yeah. And now don't fuck that one up. <laughs> sweet tweets. You don't. You definitely don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> and what sweet tweets is is uh we've collected different interesting individuals that we found on Twitter um through their posting and they might be an artist they might be just a funny individual they might be even a company I mean you never know someone we'll that catches our eye too. yeah somebody that catches our eyes now the first person we're gonna start <laughs> off with is a self-taught psychedelic artist um. Her name is Nikki Barkla. She's based out of Australia. Hmm. We love Australia. Um, you can you can check out her work at um, lazybonescult.com and just uh, search Nikki Barkla. It's the craziest art. Um, you, you'll find pop, pop culture icons like uh, Johnny Depp's on there. Um, you even have like Albert Einstein to Darth Maul to the Joker. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Um, Heisenberg. Heisenberg's Heisenberg. on there. Lord Voldemort. Jesus. Uh, Edward Scissorhand. Many yeah, and her use of her <laughs> use of color, we actually tweeted at her a while ago uh, just saying, hey, like, the way that you use color is really amazing. It's wild. Like, the Spider-Man one is fascinating to me. I love that. I liked that Spider-Man one. Yeah, um, I'm looking at that right sh- now. It's so dope. She's had some art articles written about her. Uh, you can find them if you Google her name, like Matt was saying. She's on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram seems to be where she's like most active, along with Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And she got her you, name. She's lucky. Yeah, like right. At yeah, Nikki it's Barclay. directly. It's directly at her name spelled N I C K Y B A R K L A. If you guys want to check it out, her prints are pretty affordable. Like they're. You know, thirty to forty dollars for a poster size print, and uh, they're vibrant as could be. Again, yeah, they're really cool. If you're like a college student, that's like I could see that being like a cool poster in your room. One that's not available in the bookstores. Yeah, yeah, definitely different from what you'd find any store. Right. So yeah, uh, check out Nikki Barclay. Does she has her website? We have that right. Yes, you can check out her website, uh, NikkiBarkla.DeviantArt.com, I believe she uses. And then uh, I thought there was we had some other one where we she you, oh we could actually buy her. Frac- uh, well, th- I already gave that out. That was LazyBonesCult.com. You could check out her prints. Just uh, search Nikki Barkla. Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely neat. We're glad we stumbled upon her. Moving on to the next one. Uh, this is one that I just discovered recently uh, on Twitter at Sukichi, which uh, at S U E K I C H I I I three eyes at the end of that Sukichi. Um, 
And Tsukichi is a Japanese uh, Twitter account that posts pictures of action figures in like sitcom scenarios. And yeah, it's I, pretty I was funny. Digging the ones that you were sending my way, I thought it was hilarious. The that the Bruce main Lee and Harley Quinn one. <laughs> yep, that the Harley Quinn one was funny. Bruce Lee is one of the major characters that uh, is featured in these little sitcom cartoons, and uh, Freddie Mercury is the other character starring in the in the little sick Twitter sitcoms here. And there'll be little scenes of like. You know, them giving each other presents or playing tennis together or running away from things. It's it's pretty pretty funny and very creative for sure. There's there's one I saw where it was uh Bruce Lee shivering and Freddie Mercury runs out, goes and sits down at a sewing machine and comes back and Bruce Lee's wearing a shirt and he's all happy. <laughs> But it's all done with action figures, which you had mentioned kind of when you saw them reminded you of old school Nickelodeon. Yeah, man. Kablam, which led to Robot Chicken, but Kablam always started that. The original, like, stop action, action figure based cinematic, like, little storyline, you know? It was, it was always cool. And I, I wish more people had done it. And, well, it means, at least made it mainstream with that, right? I mean, yeah. it, not a lot yeah. made it. Um, yeah, Robot Chicken doled out pretty quick. It was awesome opening up, but uh, I wanted to see a different artist like spin on it. You know, see what they yeah. Do. This, I, I until you mentioned Robot Chicken just now, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, it does have a very Robot Chicken esque. It's like if Robot Chicken was turned into a comic strip. Yes. Yeah. Featuring it, it's, Freddie it's Mercury original and Bruce and funny. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, dude, I instantly thought it was hilarious. I was in a meeting with my boss and was cracking up. <laughs> so be sure to check out at Suikichi, S-U-E-K-I-C-H-I-I-I. And uh, I just think it's on Twitter. That's uh, I didn't find any other uh, social media for the account. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got for sweet tweets. Make sure you don't forget that W when you say tweets. And <laughs> make sure yeah. that you uh, go check out... Slapped. Go check out Nikki Barkla and Sukichi. Speaking of Twitter and all that, the fun that comes with little devices like that. All those um, technologies, you might say. Oh yeah, tech segment. Tick 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 technology. Technology. We are victims to the future. We can't help it. I like that. We should coin that. Victims to the future. It's inevitable, and we're gonna we're gonna capitalize on that statement. This whole this whole storyline that we go through here. What we're gonna start out with is uh, I'm gonna bring something to your life that if you don't know about, it's gonna it's gonna make driving a lot easier for you. It's gonna make it funner, more fun. Funner is not a word, right? Yeah. The future holds all possibilities. Either way. So I'm going to say go for it. Android Auto. If you have an iPhone, I am sorry this does not apply to you. But if you have an Android, guess what? Go to your little Google Play. You're going to download this. Now, certain cars, I don't have a list. I could not find a list of what cars have this capability. I have a 2016 Volkswagen what it does is it mirrors your phone onto the screen of your car. 
which is awesome. Now, don't get hesitant if you don't have one of these because you can use just your smartphone. What the app will do is it'll combine Google Maps, um, it'll combine your music selection, um, your phone in general with text messaging and taking calls, all in one interface that is activated by voice. Now, you can use this through Bluetooth, which uh, a lot of cars have Bluetooth these days, um, so that's right. a nice little liner link. Even if you don't have that and you have an auxiliary port, you can just plug into that and do it this way. Now, it's hard to give you just an idea, but like what you can do with this is you can, you know, you can say, okay, Google, let's go to blah, 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 and navigate to your destination. You can say, okay, Google, play my blah, blah, blah podcast. You could say, play whatever song. And it'll utilize, like, if you have Pandora or Spotify or Podcast Addict or whatever your provider might be. Um, the list is a little limited right now, but they are constantly adding downloads to new interfaces to interact with other apps. Um, either way, you I show, love this thing. Now, that clip you showed me on Snapchat the other day, uh, was was that through Google Play? Where it said our, the name of our podcast in the episode description? So what that was is, like, this app utilizes Google. Um, it'll, it'll use your data, and you can use Google, like, search anything. So you can ask the phone basically just how Siri. You can ask like you know any question. Like what I had asked was what is American Slacker podcast, and then it it gave me a description of what the show is, and it said our names and you know what the show's about and all that. And you can literally ask the phone, you know Google, um, any question. You know uh, what was the fifth president? You know what's this amendment? You know like. Um, what's the biggest country in the world you know like any type of question you might come across like that's just random sh- and weird i'm that sure you- that would help if you were like running out of gas you're like where's the nearest gas station yes and yeah exactly man stuff like that is just making it so streamlined to just you want, do what you need it you to want, be you want some puffer fish sushi <laughs> yeah where's the closest restaurant that serves that has puffer, puffer fish, fish. <laughs> probably like, nowhere near <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it depends if you're in a metro area, maybe. Yeah, maybe L.A. for you, maybe New York City for me. Pro- probably uh, San Francisco I might be able to find that. Oh, yeah, you're Somewhere right. In the, I bet in the you. depths of the fish market up there. Yeah, I bet you're right. <laughs> but you got to so- go into this little back alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust this guy. No, they usually are in great places because of the work it takes to get to that kind of, that that level of chefry. Right. <laughs> Is that a, yeah, there. So this app, in my opinion, is one of my favorite things that I've ever encountered. Um, being able to handle everything from it'll read your text messages to you. Um, you can reply by voice. So you don't have to be the asshole that's texting while you drive, and you can still do your business. Yep. <laughs> that's always nice. Um, and, I mean, you can utilize it in many ways. If you're lucky enough to where it actually mirrors right to you, your screen, that's it's really fun that way um but still most of us are carrying around giant fucking phones anyway you don't really need it built in because it's going to do the same thing through bluetooth or auxiliary port that's a good point yeah yeah but if you haven't checked it out give it a little demo like honestly it's better than using any type of gps because you can handle everything while you're driving especially if you're going on more than a 10 minute drive I haven't personally been able to use it because I have an iPhone, but uh, from what you've told me, it, it sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. 
And I don't know. I don't think I have Bluetooth in my car either. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, well, you, well, auxiliary port. I'm telling you, I got it. It's fine. Oh yeah, true. I I I just need to catch up to the future. It'll use your like, mic's phone, and uh, Google has the best like voice command like of any type of application. So, yeah, it's pretty, actually, it's pretty smooth. So, it's a good point. Yeah. Well, maybe I can catch up to the future. I can get myself one of those fancy electric cars. Um, I, I, you know, I think I one of the biggest, of I think one of the biggest thing is like, uh, you know, if there's more competition with, in some sort of industry, the, uh, price will go down Yes. because you need to right? stay competitive. Yeah, um, exactly. well maybe if I'm up in San Francisco looking for puffer fish in back alleys, I can also get myself one of these lucid air cars. It's supposed to be the new competitor of Tesla coming in 2018. They are quite the impressive machine from what I've seen so far. Yeah, they are really, really sleek looking. I like the uh, the fact that they're kind of futuristic in a way. Um, oh, yeah. They go from 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. They have 1,000 horsepower. Uh, cars expected to reach 400 miles on a single charge. It yes, rivals the definitely. It rivals the Tesla good. Model S. Um, which can achieve 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds, which is a little bit faster. Um, but I don't know. Generally, like, I, like pickup speed's nice. It's fun. I like it. But well, practicality is, like, I'd rather have, like, a longer charge. That millisecond difference is not a big deal. You're talking both of these are supercars that are going to throw your ass back into the seat regardless. It's not yeah, a big you're deal. Talking, you're talking <laughs> of a sec- 0.1 second difference. Like, yeah, you're talking both of these cars are insanely fast. Fastest cars reproduct like on production right today. They'd be like Bugatti Veyrons. They're insane, man. Like, that car, it's different than a Tesla, but it's interesting. It's, it looks a little bigger. It looks like it might be roomier. Now, I haven't the reason, seen the interior. But. The reason it might remind you of a Tesla, though, is because the uh, company's chief tech, uh, well, the chief technology officer of Lucid. I believe is the uh, the name of the company, Lucid Motors. Um, yes. Paul Paul Rawlings, is it Paul Paul? Peter Rawlings? I'm sorry, Peter yeah. Rawlings. Huh. I didn't want to get his name wrong. Um, knows uh, what made Tesla special because he was the former lead engineer on the Tesla Model S. Oh wow, which is their their mainstream beast. Yeah. So ninety thousand dollars of. So now you have someone who used to work car. in the, in the uh, at the competitors' company coming in and making his own, like, model of essentially what he already designed, probably with some tweaks. The initial cars will be priced at around a hundred thousand dollars. Lucid State's future models could be available for around sixty-five thousand, which is still a lot. Still really a lot. Expensive. You're gonna save on gas, but it's still a lot. And there's going to be some new weird shit about the way you can charge the car and how many public charges you can get per year. So you'll have to yep. look up at your house. And then the the energy equivalent might be a lot more than gas. So that's the one variable in that. Do your research True. if you're considering one of these beasts. Absolutely. You should always research it. Go test drive it, though. That doesn't Hell yeah. Anything. Get a test drive out of that for real. I believe Let us know what it's like to can... go 0 to 60 in like 2.5. The only place you can test it is up in uh, San Francisco, so because that's where their plant at, that they're making it is. 
And you have to give so, them like that diamond platinum card that's like metal. Yeah. You have to have one of those to even like get the test drive. <laughs> right. I was able to sit in a Tesla vehicle and that it was it was pretty cool. It had like a big iPad, like one of those screens. That yeah, I have clients about. that have Model S's and they're fucking beautiful. That's one thing I got to give it to on Tesla is the interior of their cars is on par. <laughs> yeah, it's really comfortable, really nice, very sleek and modern. And you yeah. got to love that that front trunk space. Yeah, right? Dude, it's so it's crazy. You, you think you got a motor? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a um, big reveal. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is nice. Except for if you ever hit somebody, your shit's ruined. But <laughs> yeah, if someone rear-ends you, same thing will happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the competition, Tesla, we're gonna bring our our main man. In. We wouldn't have technology without talking about Elon Musk. It would just it wouldn't be right. Yeah, it would it would feel kind of dirty. Elon has always been a man ahead of the game. He's always developing some crazy, innovative technology and. He's on top of it again. Now he has a new concept to integrate man and technology all in one. Man and machine. <laughs> he has developed... Well, in, in about a month, hopefully, we'll have an announcement we'll, from a tweet that Elon put out about neural lace, which essentially is a hypothetical computer interface that would be injected into the brain, enhancing your intelligence and allowing us to connect with our electronic world wirelessly. Therefore, you could probably, changer. yeah, you could probably, you know, let alone interact, you know, turn off your computer, do this, that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Probably talking about modifying where you have the screen in the eye. That's probably all in the one. You know, being able huh. to project images in your mind that basically appear through your vision. See, I almost imagined it more as like, instead of having to look at something, you just instantly have access to the information. Like surpassing well, visual. That, that too. Yeah, you see, that's a, that's a weird concept, man. When like you're just learning putting things, the information though, too. in. Yeah, it's like right? that so inner it's like voice that you visual have. all together. Yeah, that's, it's like that see, inner voice. Yeah, man. And it could be. Very now, well could be. It's a, a top secret thing, so not much is known really about the whole idea behind Neuralease. Now, it could be... It, a, a way of communicating to other people as well you know in terms of instant messenger what's more instant than like just being able to send a thought yes yeah it would interlink us all um without a doubt man and furthermore it goes into the idea that elon musk has about that we need to update ourselves to compete in a society where robots are replacing us in many different fields of employment um it, it, to quote him, he, he worries that if we fail to do this, we'll risk becoming house cats to artificial intelligence. Hey, I mean, cats have it pretty nice. Well, I mean, if we become useless, then we're, you know. His fear is being overridden by AI all in general. But he I does have almost... a point about the unemployment. Machines, we're coming to the era where we're already going to see McDonald's start to use all of their like robots instead of people in the front end you know to combat the higher well actually I'll, I'll tell you when i was over in korea i went to a mcdonald's that had that yeah and it, it was i mean it was cool that it seemed like they had more people in the back like in the kitchen to deal with the like quicker ordering system in a way so i wonder if that's like if it'll make up for it in that way where it's like 
instead of having someone at the register they'll just because they still had people at the register actually when because i wanted to go up and like or get like an extra soda and uh they just instead of dealing with the screen i went up there and ordered from them anyway yeah yeah because okay. i think you'll always need people in some way not that I'm smarter than theoretically Elon Musk or you feel anything. that way, but I, I don't know, man. Even logically, my, even my job, it's older. like mostly automated. But like when shit goes wrong, you know, you need a it, yeah, you need you need a person to fix it. Yeah, yeah, you can't always rely on technologies yet. <laughs> True. On top of giving you intelligence, though, it would also give you additional cognitive extra memory and also possible night vision abilities. So your senses, your senses would be increased on all. I, I would hope that we wouldn't be house cats and that, you know, I feel like anyone with free time, like you and I, we take some of our free time and we make this podcast. We try and like take our time that we're idle and like make something out of it. And I feel like many people do the same. They have creative endeavors that they would like to, uh, you know, put more into, be it an invention or a, a song or a... Uh, a book they want to write and i'm almost imagining with more free time say robots took care of everything would it be so bad if we were all able to just do what we wanted we'd all just fight stop it you're glorifying well would anyone (laughs) fight if they were able to sort of uh you know have everything taken care of what is there to be upset about it it sounds (laughs) like one of those utopian things where something's bound to go wrong (laughs) yeah I don't know. It'd be interested to see a simulation of that <laughs> by top AI. It definitely sounds Super. like one of those 80s sci-fi movies where it's like a utopia. Yeah, yeah. And and then, like, there's some dark secret behind it all. Well. Make a good book. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If anyone wants to write that script, feel free. Shoot it our way. We'll uh, edit it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's keeping with uh, Elon Musk and what he's up to, it looks like he's also interested in digging some tunnels in L.A. Oh, my God. What are you digging for? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's frustrated with traffic, as are most people that live in the L.A. area. And he's planning uh, sometime in late February, early March, to uh, put out some information about building a tunnel uh, starting from across from his desk at SpaceX uh, to Crenshaw and the 105 freeway, which is five minutes from LAX. So it sounds like a personal tunnel, honestly. I don't... Oh, he wants he wants a bat cave entrance to his office. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like he wants to be able to you know pop right out to LAX and like pop back in to his office. He's like, guys, we're getting the idea out there though. Well, I mean, it's definitely a good idea. I know that. LA and the California area are earthquake prone, which is my only worry, I guess, when it comes to tunnels, but you can pretty much, like, I don't know, make it safe enough that people wouldn't have to worry come earthquake time. You know, you brace it with enough shit. should be able to withstand, like, smaller quakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? He said, you know, it's basically... He's got the best engineers in the world. Yeah, well, that, and he said it's basically easy. He goes, tunnels are great. It's just a hole in the ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, only a hole in the ground under cities. It, yeah, it's not that hard, but if you have tunnels in cities, it would massively alleviate congestion, and you could have tunnels at all different levels. You could probably have 30 layers of tunnels and completely fix congestion problems in high-density cities. So I strongly recommend tunnels. Which, it seems common sense, but, like, it takes a, a guy like Elon Musk to say it. Yeah, there's a lot of risk while you're digging and not collapsing existing right. roads or businesses or but he tweeted you know residences he tweeted uh on january 25th exciting progress on the tunnel front plan to start digging in a month or so so we'll see in uh <laughs> in a week or two maybe he'll say something about it oh and that's uh, awesome we got a lot coming out of elon the, in the next few months a quick few shout out to where uh, a lot of the source material is coming from uh we're we're getting a lot of it from inverse.com they have a lot of good tech segments uh, or articles that we've been using for our tech segment and uh just wanted to give them the shout out there check out inverse.com they're not sponsoring us but uh they want to they could <laughs> yeah they could anytime yeah they got a lot of futuristic um news stories up there yeah um they'll keep you entertained it's another dark hole you can go down for sure <laughs> of the web yeah they got that some interesting stuff on there well n- other news and tech stories um in the tech world rather we should say for traffic they're gonna combat it what we have now gm collaborated with students in the future lab masters course at bazel academy in jerusalem and what they've done is they transformed windows into few, like interactive displays. Um, some of the um, interactions that were demoed were you could draw, you know, all over like a sketch pad. Um, you could navigate the world in like a Google Maps um, satellite image type deal. So you could like literally like just start with the globe and like look around. Um, and there was other applications like games and. Um, like interactive buddies that would follow you know if you have like young children they would uh follow the the car as you're driving along they would hop or fly and the kid could interact with them and you know do different things the the video that you uh, had sent to me was really cool it uh it definitely looked like one of those things that would actually get kids to like not be sitting there going i'm bored i'm bored i'm bored (laughs) yeah exactly man and future ideas are even better for connecting us to the internet, um, you know, per se, like if you're a business person and you're being driven somewhere, you know, they could install this in taxis and Uber and all that to where you connect with the web and just do everything real quick on the screen and, uh, you know, like your, your Twitter, your Instagram, anything, you can access it, your email, you know, do a quick search, like right on the window, boom, right That's- there. Your phone uses like your phone. You know, there's multiple ways they can design. This. That'd be sick. Yeah, you could like type on your phone and use the uh, window itself as a monitor. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I would love to see that kind of yeah, stuff uh, utilized. It's cool that GM is behind it. I feel like that's a good hope that it will come into production in the next ten years. Yeah, it's and it's a good bet that it will. It will only be featured on the back passenger windows so that there is no distraction to the driver oh yeah you don't want people messing with that while they're driving (laughs) driving and drawing a picture oh man hey look at this mona lisa well no look at this i can see people being like oh that girl in that vehicle over there is hot and like zooming in on them (laughs) be like i don't think it has camera abilities like that well the one video i saw they like the kids were looking at cows and they were able to like zoom in on it 
Huh. So it might have. Who knows? Because I think that video is more of a uh, product like idea. There's, there's quite a few demo videos out yeah. here. Yeah. Then an actual. There's the real one, which it looked kind of basic with the drawing, but still, it's the start of a great idea. Yeah, it's definitely a cool idea. Uh, sticking with like screens uh, and technology, we got some cool transparent screens. Uh, the future of transparent screens isn't Iron Man's smartphone, it's bigger and better. Um, this article also from Inverse goes on to talk about how more and more companies are starting to develop transparent screens because they've created they've created the technology for it, but they haven't quite found a use for it yet or a profitable use for it. Uh, do, using it on phones is uh, something that they've tried, but it doesn't quite work out that well. People don't want like transparent phones because <laughs> huh, really? yeah i would have figured a lot of people go nuts for that kind of well thing. it's it's more applicable to uh, large screens they're they're pitching it as like you know the screen in your living room that you use for your television having that be transparent uh against a shelf so that you can have pictures behind it when it's off and you can actually see the stuff Ooh. behind it that way, it's not so much Ooh, of a large nice. black screen that's sitting in your room whenever it's not being used, you know? They they also... That's wild. They've also said that, would be that nice. they see it being used in businesses where you could have a large screen in your display window and have pictures change around it while having like a transparent hole showing your product. Okay. So that you could, it, it's a it's a cool advertising gimmick, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I'm imagining that. Like, <laughs> if you controlled a like an off portion of it, like with your product in the middle, that would be kind of cool for presentation. Yeah, it, they had a little picture on here, and it looks really neat. Um, the idea would take uh, the very private, singular experience of something like Microsoft's Hololens and bring it into a group social setting. So they're hoping that people are able to. Uh, use it in retail uh, possibly in hospitals for large displays um, that would need to sometimes display information sometimes be see-through okay yeah one of the demos i saw where it was like actually a glass piece that was on a shelf that you could like move back and forth like a glass like door but it was also the screen man oh that that would be the perfect setup right like imagine or imagine like you have a shower you know, that's glass. And oh, instead, dude. it's a screen. <laughs> waterproof yeah, it. waterproof it. Have the news be able to play. You could have uh, your Twitter feed on the side, your Facebook notifications underneath. Move it all around. Make it all touchscreen interactive. This is the future that we were promised in, cult in culture and media. Um, and we're finally starting to see some of it come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, this is amazing, the age of, like, technology. The technology boom we're living in, just in general. It's it's awesome. That's why we love covering it here on American Psycho Podcast. Yes, and one of the biggest things that's, like, been huge in technology for the last decade has been drones. Everybody loves them. Like, everybody loves to mess around and pilot one. They always, you know, it, it's a cool thing. It, it's helped out photographers. Um, it's a cool just thing to just fly around and learn oh, how to yeah. pilot. Well, now, over in Dubai, they brought it to a whole new level. In July, they're going to begin piloting people 
in a passenger drone that can carry a person up to 220 pounds. And they can drive a range of about 30 miles. Okay. I mean, that's a short distance, but it's a good start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It flies at 100 miles an hour, so it'll get you there real wow. quick. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, single charge 31 miles. Yeah, 100 miles an hour. It, it, if you crash in this goddamn thing, you're done because there's not much protection. It's a glass dome with the the copter blades. It looks like a fucking pod you. racer That's is it. what it looks like. Dude, it's so futuristic. And they're legit going to start doing this in the public for the rich. Well, it's, uh, yeah, because you said that the price tag on it's pretty uh, pretty high. $14 million for to craft one of these yeah, drones. Yeah, that's, that's a big chunk of change there. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're working on crafting bigger ones. Um, but for now, this is the only one that's going to be available to the public. If, of course, there's other ones in development for the military. If they could make larger ones, you know, if we get to the point where we have buses that are like hovercraft, essentially, and they're able to, like, alleviate all oh, that man. congestion from that'd traffic, plus the tunnels from Elon Musk, that, that'd be a good way no to go. No traffic at all. Man, yeah, just that alone, air transport, like, that would be great. It would be really awesome. Like, steady reliable air transport <laughs> we just need more competition that's like like i said it's all electric the, baby boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> the uh more competition we have with people putting out technology like this the cheaper it's going to become the more accessible it's going to become like I, I remember when ipods first came out they were super expensive man yeah they were and i'll always keep my ipod one like i have it to this day the battery doesn't work in it but it's just so amazing to look at the progression like that was like i don't even know 12 years ago yeah. maybe you know and it's like jesus it christ the ipod video came out blah blah blah, and then it's like uh-oh the phones became the ultimate interlinked device you know that were ipods and palm pilots and the, you know like everything the, combined the first version of the ipod released october 23rd 2001 that's so insane. it's 16 years old. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's 16 now. Yeah. It, but still, you think about the progression of that, the color screens. Right, shrinking them down for the little shuffle ones. Yeah, like, Jesus. Well, uh, to get us to our last story here, uh, we're actually going to Japan, uh, where they have the largest, world's largest floating solar power plant. We got to give them a little, uh, a little hats off to you here. That's pretty awesome. We love world records here on American Slacker, and and, uh, and we love alternative energy too. Unspokenly, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and I never knew that you could build. I mean, I guess you can make anything float, but uh, the idea of making solar panels uh, that float on a lake kind of cool. Well, it probably just involved like some type of way of like designing a waterproof encasing. Because, yep. I mean, that's the one thing it's that making can a problem. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, why not, man? It, it seems that water attracts the the sun's, like, uh, dense rays. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Is that true that water really attracts more of the energy well, I know the you sun? get I know you get a sunburn when, more when it reflects off the water, so I could definitely see that if they were able to. If they put some, like, panels that also bounce Dual-sided panel? Yeah, right? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason they're doing this, it's actually on a reservoir, and the reason they're putting it on this reservoir is because Japan doesn't have much land to spare. Since it is an island, you sort of uh, only have a decent, like a yeah. good chunk of land to work with. The rest is ocean, you know. So anything Especially that a lot of it's mountainous. Yeah. So if they're that's they got the rice paddies going up, you know. And that's kind of hard. I, I guess you could do the same thing, kind of like a vineyard with, like, the solar panels. But that's a lot of land to like, take up that you would be, like, growing shit on or doing something else with. Blocking um, out rays. So yeah. they they built the world's largest floating solar plant. And uh, it produces 13.7 megawatts. And Which we have no fucking clue what that means, but we're assuming it's a lot. It's it has the word mega in it, so it's got to be a lot. Mega, megazord, megawatts. That's that's a lot. It's uh, fifty one thousand Kyocera solar modules. To give you an idea Jesus. of how big this is, wow, it's really big. There, there's a picture of aerial view, sort of looking down over them, and and it's, and it's impressive. It's really cool, and it's nice that they don't yeah. have to use up extra land to uh, to get this going. A little bit of notoriety yeah, for Japan. We need more solar in the world, especially when it can generate enough power to control everything. We don't need to use fossil fuels. Yeah, it'd be it'd be really nice. I mean, it's going to be... Sorry. It's really nice. It's going to be tougher to sort of get everyone to switch over to the electric cars. Like we said before, $65,000 for a, an electric car is not something everyone can afford right now. But as it slowly becomes cheaper, hopefully we're able to switch over. It's like over. everything else, yeah. Yeah. You know, like when, it's, it's when a slow drive came out, it was expensive as hell too, man. And now that's like normal car, you know, like things. Anything but technology. Do you remember when the first flat screens came out? They were like ridiculous. Like five grand to get a flat screen TV, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, and, yeah, uh, like I have like an old TV that my dad paid like three grand for when they first came out for, you know, and it's like... It's way outdated now and shit, but it's crazy, man. Right, and the bigger and more expensive something is, the harder, or well, the slower it is going to take to turn that around and sort of bring it to yeah. an affordable level. Yeah, exactly, man. Now they're like, what? You can get a TV for hundred bucks, you know, like two hundred right. bucks. It, it it just takes a little time for people, <laughs> people to actually TVs buy into the idea. People put TVs on the side of the road for free and develop it, you know. Once we start developing it, the idea is cheaper to produce because it's already manufacturing is going on. It's easier to replicate. Yep. It's, it's always that. It's always that man. for definitely, and that's why we like talking about technology here. It's it's exciting. It's always sort of developing, and changing, and uh, we like to try and keep up on it and keep you guys informed on it. Man, twenty years we'll be talking about solar cars. Hey, <laughs> I, I hope we keep going for twenty years. Hey. We could only we'll we'll still be around. The yeah, still spinning. We'll be we'll be here. Oh yeah, <laughs> that uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That was it. Closing out with the technology. Thank you everybody for tuning in. As always, we love it. We love hearing back from you. We've been getting a lot of positive comments and messages lately. And keep it up. We love it. We want to hear if if you like it. If you don't like what we do, let us know. If you want to hear something else. Tell us. There's multiple ways to get at us, and we're uh, responding on all of them. Yeah. If you want to check us out, you can get at us at americanslackerpodcast.wordpress.com. You can also check us out or message us on Facebook or Instagram at American Slacker Podcast. We're also on Reddit and Twitter as A-M-E-R, 
SLKR podcast. That's Ammer Slacker podcast with the little at symbol. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to be a sponsor of the show. If you want us to uh, give you a little shout out, uh, have the ability to ask us questions that we will answer for you here on the show with your full name. Um, and if you just generally want to give us some support, check us out over on Patreon. There's a link on our website. And uh, we appreciate any sponsors that sign up with us. Um, you can also hit us up through email. Uh, like Matt said, we're really good at responding to people. Uh, American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we like hearing from you. And also, if you want to take it further, get at us individually on our Instagrams. Mine is MWG Media. And I'm at Landers the Plane. You, we would also appreciate anyone to rate and review us on iTunes. Just throwing Definitely. that out there. We could use a little love. We could use a little love. A- yeah. Anytime. We love hearing from you guys. Alrighty, people. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, that's it. There you go, motherfuckers. Act casual, man. Act casual. <laughs> Keep your cool. That's not what you do in public? Oh. That's how yeah. I act in public. Yeah. yeah, he does rage out out of nowhere. One time I saw Only him take a baby Only when I'm stuck in traffic. A, a good 30 feet. <laughs> that was a fake baby. All right. And I love that. That wasn't that even part. a real one. Artificial baby. We can't mislead the people. <laughs>